Well, hello there, and welcome back to a post-Christmas edition just before we flip the calendar in the new year of Three Dog Thursday. I am the somewhat capable host. We've got handicappers back, two new guys back, although Chris Farley is making a return to Three Dog Thursday, and you see him all the time on our NFL coverage. Kyle Hunter, who you see all the time on the college football coverage, is here for the first time. Boys, let me be the first to say, Happy New Year coming up this weekend. Thank you being here uh, for Three Dog Thursday. Thank you for being here for Three Dog Thursday. Chris Farley, how we feeling? You, usually you and I do this officially on Thursdays with Scott Kellen. This is a double dip Thursday on Three Dog Thursday, my friend. It, it, it is. So I just get to talk more NFL, which is fine with me. But I got to tell you, TJ, kind of looking forward to 2023. 2022 has been a rush of a year. I mean, I moved. Uh, and we, we all know how stressful moving is. I've never been busier in the betting world. But that's that's a good thing to be busy in the betting world. So Looking forward to this show, looking forward to tomorrow's show on the Bed NFL show. And, you know, first time I was on the show, TJ got quickly booted off. So <laughs> let's 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 stay on here for one more week, perhaps. That's that's a good thing. Two or more keep you on here, my friend, and I wish you well for that. Kyle Hunter again, you see him a lot with Gary Seegers and Parker Fleming on the college football coverage. Kyle is also with me on the college basketball coverage. And he's not so sick of me that he won't join us on the invitation on Three Dog Thursday. How are you feeling, my friend? Are you feeling doggish? Are you feeling like some barking pooches, some hounds here for Three Dog Thursday in college football in the NFL? Yeah, TJ, first, it's great to be on here with you guys. Uh, both Chris and TJ, good guys, fun to work with here. Um, I'm excited to talk with you guys. I do feel a little bit out of my element because totals aren't an option here, and usually totals <laughs> are my go-to. So I was even uh, saying beforehand, like, man, this feels a little weird, picking all dogs, no totals. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm representing the college football show this week. I know Gary had a good run there. Parker was uh, doing well as well. So uh, let's see if I can uh, stay on here a little bit. Let's hope if that is the case. Again, hence the name Three Dog Thursday. They've got to be underdog <laughs> plays here. No favorites, no totals. You'll find that elsewhere on BetUS TV. Let me tell you what else you will find, kids. Still up for the holidays and the end of the year. BetUS.com has the Three Dog Thursday merchandise store. Check out the shirts. Check out the sweatshirt. Check out the mug. Check out anything in the merch store. You've got a great opportunity to buy that at BetUS.com slash Three Dog Thursday. And you've got a chance to win some merch. Go into the merchandise store if you, yes, you, get three underdogs correct in the comments section below us. Uh, we've had numerous winners throughout the year. The first person that gets all three correct in the comments down below us, you've got a chance to go in that store, pick out a shirt, pick out a sweatshirt. It's wintertime. Pick out the mug, all from BetUS TV and Three Dog Thursday. Again, you can buy it. Go to BetUS.com slash Three Dog Thursday, but a chance to win it. Again, make your picks down below us. Get all three correct. Any combination of college or the NFL, underdogs only. And don't edit your picks. I keep saying that, guys. I know you're back aboard on the show. Don't edit the picks for you, the peeps, because we can't tell when you edited them. I keep saying that every week, so do not edit. Just make the picks down below. You've got a chance to win here on Three Dog Thursday. So a lot of underdog advice forthcoming. The handicappers can pick college football, the NFL, or just pick one or the other or combination therein. So let's get underway. It's three rounds. The handicappers are trying to get at least two correct. The host always goes first. I see that Ohio State hat, Kyle Hunter. And while I do not live in Buckeye land, I'm believing in the Buckeyes in this college football playoff semifinal in the Peach Bowl with Georgia. 
Uh, something just says to me, with that line being six and a half or seven, right now on the BetUS line it is seven, that they can hang in uh, with the Georgia Bulldogs. In fact, they've been really good. I've been doing a lot of research. They haven't been an underdog very often. So when you get them as an underdog, you get to take advantage of that opportunity. In fact, going back to the Urban Meyer regime and moving forward to Ryan Day, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10 spots overall as an underdog. Now, a couple of those non-covers came in the college football playoffs, so we have to be careful. But it's not often that we get Ohio State in this situation. I just believe, Kyle, real quick, they hang in the game with Georgia. It is a home away from home game in Atlanta, about an hour from Athens. But I think Ohio State, with time to prepare, uh, C.J. Stroud at quarterback, NFL caliber athletes on defense and on the defensive and offensive line, I think they can hang, and I will take the touchdown. Kyle, a quick thought. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Buckeyes are my team, so I'm rooting for your play and for the Buckeyes in general. Buckeyes as an underdog have won a decent amount of those games outright, too. So it hasn't just been covering spread. They've been winning outright. I think if you take Ohio State on the spread here, you put some of it on the money line. Um, stranger things have happened than the Buckeyes winning this game outright. Now, uh, Georgia's a great team. Uh, I think they're a deserving favorite. Um, the thing about Georgia is if you kind of look through their schedule, they haven't really played that many good passing attacks. And that would be my concern about Georgia is um, Tennessee was a good one. They had some wide open receivers that dropped passes or they missed deep balls. And then in the second half of the Tennessee game, it was just an absolute downpour rain. Uh, so that that kind of made the second half be a little bit what it what it wouldn't have been. And really, C.J. Stroud is the best deep passer that they faced so far this year. Even without Jackson Smith and Jigba, the Buckeyes still have the best wide receiver room in the country. I think Ohio State will score points in this one. I like the team total over. Uh, kind of a quick plug for the college football show. That That's one of my plays on the uh, college football show this week. But check that out as well. So if you like team total over, thinking the Buckeyes are going to score, then you probably like getting the points too. So I, I lean in that direction. I think this will be a really fun game. And again, Georgia had problems at Missouri late in the year, uh, had to come from behind to win, had problems even in the Georgia Tech game, losing in the first half of that game. And I think this team, this Ohio State team, matches up well. Chris Farley, a quick comment. We've got TCU and Michigan in the other semifinal in the Fiesta Bowl uh, coming this weekend. You've got Ohio State in this game. I know you're not big on the college, but if I had to say to you, does either one of those teams have a chance to pull the upset? Do you like one over the other? Oh, I would definitely choose Ohio State over TCU. I think you know you can make an argument that Michigan is the best team in the country. The way they've been playing, the way they've, they've been stepping up in some of these games, certainly in that game against Ohio State, right? That was obviously a big statement from them. Um, sounds like my dog has an issue with you guys choosing Ohio State, too. So I, maybe that's a bulldog thing. I don't, I don't I know. I think the dog was agreeing in the background with <laughs> the underdog play yeah, on the Buckeyes. We <laughs> love the Buckeyes in this situation. So underdog number one on the show. Again, I have no allegiance to Ohio State. I'm in the South. It's like blasphemy to go against the SEC in the college football playoff. I just think they'll keep it close. I don't know that they win. Give me Ohio State. Round one continues with Kyle Hunter's first underdog on Three Dog Thursday. Kyle, give me a college football underdog that you like and why. I'm going to take the Washington Huskies here plus the points. I know Texas gets a virtual home game, but about half their team has opted out of this game. I mean, Bijan Robinson, the best running back in college football, is out here. Texas goes to a third-string running back instead of Bijan Robinson. What is Texas's motivation level? I know um, that's easily the biggest factor in this handicap of this game. We know Washington wants to win this game. Like, they're all in, full strength. 
Uh, Michael Penix Jr. has had multiple quotes about how fired up he is about this game. He hasn't gotten to play in a bowl game. Here we go. Um, Texas is going to throw it around. Um, I think that they'll throw more often than they have been. Quinn Ewers, um, you know, he looks good sometimes, but he hasn't been consistently really good. I think Penix has been more consistent uh, throughout the course of the season. Um, I do think Washington will score on Texas a good amount here. Now, the total implies that both teams will score, obviously. Fast track, depleted defense, Texas missing a decent amount of guys from their secondary. I think Penix Jr. has a big game here. Uh, the fact that this is a virtual home game certainly gives you some pause, but I like the spot here for Washington. We always have this question every single year, is Texas back? You know, is Texas back? And they have one game where they look really good, and then they disappoint for a couple games. I don't know that um, Texas's motivation level here is extremely high. I think um, Washington needs this game more than Texas does, and uh, I like Kalen DeBoer. I think he's a really good coach. Um, I like Washington here in this one. And bear in mind, this is a game, as you mentioned, in San Antonio, not far from Austin in the Alamo Dome. It's a Friday night bowl game as you watch us on Three Dog Thursday. And Michael Penix has already announced he's coming back to the University of Washington. He could have maybe transferred, could have gone to the NFL, maybe big kid, lefty quarterback. Let's look for the Washington Huskies. Kyle says, give me the Pac-12 on Three Dog Thursday. Uh, Give me the Washington Huskies in the matchup in the Alamo Dome in the Valero, Texas Bowl. All right. Chris Farley, to you, for the first handicap play, you're going all NFL, I'm told. What is game number one, my friend, in round one? In case our audience hasn't realized already, uh, Kyle Hunters, the college football expert. Kyle's having another phenomenal year. I'm not going to touch college football on this show. I'm going to stick with what I know in the NFL. And I know the Bucs are your team, TJ. The Bucs could still win this game. It's obviously What are you doing to me <laughs> right off the bat? What are you doing to me in a must-win for the Buccaneers to win the division? And I see Carolina Panthers on the sheet? A, a dagger, I know, I know. But, you know, I think there's a chance that the Bucs win this game, but the Panthers still cover. Because, man, if you look at the way the Bucs play these games, right, they're all close to the vest. I mean, you take away those two early games this year where they look like an, a different team, and every one of their wins are one point, two point, three points, five points. They just really can't pull away from teams. This Carolina defense has really stepped up the second half of the season, and the thing I'm really looking at in this game is if you can't stop the Carolina Panthers' running game, you're going to have issues, right? And the Bucks don't have the same rush defense this year. I know, I know Vita Vea is a little banged up. We'll see if he goes in this one because he is going to be – a huge piece on the defensive line for Tampa Bay if they want to slow down Carolina. I mean, Tampa Bay is 20th in the NFL line, 4.5 yards per carry. I think that could hurt them in this one, too. And then the Panthers, I mean, arguably are playing better defense than the Bucs almost most of this season. Uh, definitely lately. Bucks are keeping, you know, their team in games with their defense. Uh, but Tom Brady doesn't look the same. And we've talked about that before, TJ, on these BetUS NFL shows. The Bucs are just a really hard team to plan right now. I know it's at home. I know it's a revenge game. But there has to be excitement with the Carolina Panthers, who did not expect to be in this position whatsoever. They're going to fight hard. Wish it was three and a half, boys, but I'll still take plus three on the Panthers on the road. Again, Steve Wilkes has done a fantastic job because they have won five games since he took over as the interim coach. They ran it all over Detroit last week. You make a very important point. Can Vita Vea play in this game? Pro Bowl defensive tackle. We don't know that midweek. He's trying to practice. He's missed the last three games, essentially got hurt on the first series of the San Francisco game. They are not the same run defense without him. Go ahead. uh, Make fun of my Buccaneers. They can't seem to score. It's like World Cup soccer. Can they get to three points by the fourth quarter? 
quarter of these games. But, man, whatever happens in the fourth quarter, they, they turn it on, they find touchdowns, they find a way to win. Yet, yet, Chris Farley says Carolina Panthers on Three Dog Thursday will be his first play. All right, let's move things along here in the NFL. We will stay in the NFL now really for the remainder of the show on Three Dog Thursday. Round number two. I will begin round number two, and I'm puzzled by the Seattle Seahawks guys coming back home off a loss to Kansas City where they played hard. They didn't cover, but they played hard. They're still alive for the playoffs. The Jets are barely alive for the playoffs. The Seahawks are at home, and I'm getting either a point or a point and a half. Right now as we do the show, it's a point. I like Seattle to win this game. They have been in the home dog role like three other times this year and won outright. I don't know what's going to change. The Jets going back to Mike White at quarterback with the injured ribs. That's what it looks like uh, now for them. How healthy is he? Uh, Again, Geno Smith has kind of regressed with some interceptions, but this is Seattle at home. Loud crowd, must win. Two Seahawk wins and one Detroit Lion loss, as well as one Commander's loss, and Seattle is in. So the Seahawks have to win this game. They know it. They're at home. Anybody want to dissuade me, Kyle Hunter, any quick thought here? You want to dissuade me off Seahawks as the home doggy? It's been good this year already. I mean, Seahawks have a great home field advantage. Um, I'm not sure Mike White's as good as some people think he is. He's certainly an upgrade from Zach Wilson, but, you know, Zach Wilson has been that bad. Um, Seattle, uh, I I think they've continued to fight. Uh, I think this is a team that knows that this is a must-win game. You're getting them at home. The Jets have a good defense, certainly. I don't have a strong lean on this one. Uh, TJ, I was going to throw in a little bit uh, to to dump on your Tampa Bay team, but I felt a little bit bad if I did. So, (laughs) no, I mean, I I kind of agree. Going back real quick with uh, Chris's pick, I mean, Tampa Bay 0-5-1 against the spread against teams with a losing record, and Arizona was running out like the C team. I don't think that was the B team. That was more like the C team and get to overtime. So, um, yeah, on this one, I I think I would lean Seattle, but I don't have a strong feeling on it. Maybe Chris has a little bit more on this one. All right, Brother Farley, any thought? I know we're going to be talking about this game more on the BetUS NFL show, 1 Eastern time on Thursday. I just, again, I have my thoughts about Seattle as a home dog. Any quick thought from you? Yeah, I mean, when you get Seattle with that 12th man right there, it's really hard to not take them as an underdog, right? But, man, this is such a tough game because Mike White does add an element for the Jets, not only in a downfield threat, he'll certainly throw interceptions, but he at least opens up that downfield threat ability for the Jets and the wide receivers. And it just seems like the Jets' wide receivers come alive with him. You know, I think it's the way he approaches the game. I think it's his poise. And and they certainly get more targets in their direction. That's a really good thing for the Jets' offense and the Jets' defense, to me, that's a top three unit in the NFL. And, you know, lately, Geno Smith and the Seahawks, it, yeah, they're at home. You know, maybe we see a big Geno game here where he, he makes some big plays at the end because he, he's going to have to, right? I mean, their run game has not been consistent. And I just think defenses are figuring them out, right? They're kind of a one-trick pony. If you can stop Geno Smith from getting out on the edges and making those plays, you're going to have a lot more success against the Seahawks team. Teams like the Falcons, the Seahawks, the Giants, just being a little figured out at this point. So it's a, it's a tough one for me. Like Seattle has a dog at home almost always, but the Jets are a desperate team as well, TJ. 
We should point out that I erroneously went to the Seahawks against the 49ers, and Brock Purdy made me look foolish in that one on Thursday night football a couple of weeks ago. Again, Kansas City would have probably beaten most teams in the NFL last week in a must-win at home. So I just think Seattle bounces back here against the Jets. Round two continues on Three Dog Thursday with the handicappers. And Kyle Hunter, we're going to progress you, I believe, to Monday night and what is going to be a tremendous game to end New Year's weekend. Right after the Rose Bowl, by the way, is played between Penn State and Utah, they're going to play Monday night football on the same channel on ESPN. Hello, will they have some TV audience? I think so for Bills and Bengals. Why do you like the Bengals on Monday Night Football real quick here on Three Dog Thursday? Man, some fantastic sports on on Monday. So uh, must-see TV all throughout the day there. Um, I probably wouldn't have picked the Bengals earlier in the year against the Bills, but Josh Allen's been a lot worse here lately since he got banged up in that game against the Jets. If you look at Allen's ranking and almost all the advanced statistics, he's been about middle of the pack uh, since that injury. So he doesn't look like the same guy. He turns the ball over too much, too. And I think the Bengals do have guys that could make him pay for that. Vaughn Bell, Jesse Bates, guys like that, more than capable of picking off a pass or two in this game. The Bengals' offense is really dangerous. Uh, I know they had the great first half and then held on against New England. Uh, they should have been ahead by more than what they were um, early on against New England. And then New England with some of those that tip ball touchdown, some of that stuff going on there yep. in the second half. Certainly the Bengals have played very well this year, especially at home. I think the Bengals have an underrated home field advantage, passionate fan base, cheered for so many years for a team that was so bad. They finally have a team that's very good. Um, I think this will be a fantastic environment. Um, and really, we remember all the off-season hot takes about the Bengals. They're going to regress. You know, this team is just complete luck box to get to the Super Bowl. Um, the Bengals may not make it back to the Super Bowl this year, but they're better than they were last year. This is a Bengals team that has improved, definitely. Um, you know, Joe Burrow is the real deal. A, a great leader, uh, throws such an accurate pass. Uh, doesn't hurt to have Chase and Higgins, too. I think Higgins is underrated would be most teams' number one uh, receiver. I think the Bengals are going to score a decent amount of points in this game. So can the Bills keep up? I, I think the Bills are a great team. It's hard to bet against the Bills, um, certainly, and this isn't really me fading Buffalo. It's saying this is a huge spot for the Bengals. Great uh, home field advantage on Monday night. It's going to be rocking. I'll take the Bengals here. And I saw the Bengals at field level two weeks ago, and Jamar Chase is legit. As you mentioned, Higgins, Boyd, he's got weapons, uh, Burrow, and they beat Kansas City in a big showdown at home a couple of weeks ago, and now a massive one with the Bills. This could be important, by the way, at the end for who's the number one seed on the tiebreakers, that win over Kansas City and then maybe a win over Buffalo. Chris Farley, a quick thought, because I know this is going to kind of lead into your second underdog. I was on the Bears last week with the Bills, and the Bills handled that situation. Now the Bills on the road again real quick. Any quick thought on Buffalo and then we're morphing it into your uh, second selection. Sure, yeah, the that's just such a good game. I mean, this could be the AFC title game. Uh, I have the Bills on, an, on a neutral field as uh, one and a half points better than the Bengals. So that tells me that there's a little value in the Bengals here because they, they are at home and that is going to be a raucous crowd. And I kind of like that Joe Burrow had that uncharacteristic interception in the second half against the Patriots last week, he doesn't do that very often, right? So if there's a an area to correct or maybe make sure that he doesn't do it again in this game, I feel even better about that. He's played near-perfect football now for seven, eight games in a row. Uh, they are very dangerous at home. But then you got the Bills, who I, I would still grade their defense a little higher than the Bengals. Great pass rush on both sides. 
it's just a tough game to to bet on. It's a tough game to choose. I probably won't have a bet in this game, even though I'm going to want to, right? Because it's so entertaining. But um, should I just move into my pick, TJ? I think we can morph it okay. into. So again, Kyle goes with the Bengals. And so this leads into the round two pick for Chris Farley, which is the Chicago Bears who played those bills a week ago. And again, I had the Bears, as did Kyle Perviance last week, who were in really good shape for a lot of the game. And then Buffalo kept running it on them and poured it on them and covered the number and won the game. That was impressive. But now you have the Bears uh, against the Detroit Lions here in, in the upcoming uh, matchup where the Lions have everything to play for and the Bears are playing out the string. So why did you go to this game, Chris Farley, for Three Dog Thursday purposes? Yeah, we've just we've seen this story before, right? Divisional matchup where one team is playing with house money, they have nothing to lose, whereas the Lions have everything to lose, right? And, and the Lions have been surging, but they're going to have much more pressure on themselves in this game. I know they're at home. But I, I kind of love that for the Bears' offense, right? The Lions really, really struggle against run games, allowing over five yards per carry. And this was an incredibly tough, uh, close game last time, 31-30. to 30, Very close Lions win. But Justin Fields should easily be able to keep the Bears in this game. Uh, you know, that's sort of the recipe, right? If Justin Fields and the Bears are going up against a mediocre or bad defense, which the Lions are, are right there somewhere, they've certainly played better, but they're not a good defense. Uh, you know, so if, if he plays out against a defense like that, he's going to keep his team in the game. He's going to create plays. And I like that they're switching things up a little bit. Matt Eberflew is saying that they're going to make some adjustments on their offensive and defensive line. I think just what that does as they experiment is it makes them a really hard team to prepare for. And, you know, this, these Bears have fought hard every single week to end their season, even though they don't have anything to play for. Six is too many points for me. Divisional game. Give me the Bears. All right, again, the conditions will be fine because it was frigid in Chicago uh, with the indoor game uh, here in Detroit for that matchup coming on New Year's Day. Again, the NFL playing Sunday, New Year's Day with college football either before it on New Year's Eve or on Monday. And uh, Chris Farley says, give me those Chicago Bears here. The Lions have to have a win. If they lose, I believe this is the case. We'll double check the 87 playoff scenarios. If they lose the Lions and the Seahawks and the Commanders win, that eliminates the Lions, I believe. So Detroit has to win. Chris is undaunted, though, and he says he thinks the Bears at least keep it close for Three Dog Thursday purposes. All right, one more round to go. And guess what? This is like Congress. Congress can never agree on anything, but they call it in Congress <laughs> unanimous consent. We have unanimous consent here on the Sunday night game of the Pittsburgh Steelers rematching the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this was a win by Baltimore a couple of weeks ago in a narrow game. Pittsburgh, the emotional win. Kyle and Chris last Saturday night on the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. How crazy was it, not only with the death of Franco Harris, but 50 years almost to the day of a game that finished 13-7 to for a Pittsburgh win to clinch a playoff spot in the, in the or actually win a playoff game uh, back in 1972. 50 years later, after a 13-7 immaculate reception, the last-minute touchdown by Pittsburgh wins the game 13-10. to I mean, you talk about spooky and bookends to end something. It's incredible what the Steelers did. Emotional for them. They win over the Raiders. They keep their playoff hopes alive. I love Mike Tomlin as the underdog. They already have two outright wins recently on the road at Atlanta and at Carolina as the underdog. I'm loving them. Kyle Hunter, you're agreeing as well. Piggyback. Why are you liking the Steelers on Sunday Night Football real quick? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, this is one of those divisional matchups that always comes down to the wire. I mean, uh, the under is usually a good bet when the Steelers play the Ravens. Um, Hard-fought, low-scoring games. The Steelers are 16-7 and against the spread in their last 23 January games. I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of the Steelers being a Bengals fan, but uh, Tomlin's a really good coach. I mean, he is fantastic. He does a great job getting his team up for every single game. you got to respect what the Steelers do for sure. Um, the underdog is 26-3 and um, in the last 29 meetings between these two. The under is 4-0 in the last four meetings. Look, we don't know who's going to start at quarterback for the Ravens. It would surprise right. me if Lamar starts at this point. Um, he's still not been practicing. If he does, he's not going to be healthy uh, fully. And the Steelers' offense has been kind of, yeah, I mean, they're they're not a great offense, but they do enough. If you look at the first game between these two, um, the Steelers had three interceptions in that game. They outgained um, the Ravens. They were 6.2 yards per play to 5.1. I think the Steelers probably should have won that game. Now they get a chance to come back here. Two things. One, they want to ruin things for Baltimore. I know that. Uh, second, you remember how many years it's been that, that Tomlin has never been below 500. And I know some of the press clippings, like these players are taking it seriously. They really want to win right. these last couple games. I think they they really want these a lot. Um, the Ravens, not a team that I would want to be laying points with right now. Chris Farley, we're going to go to you here. Uh, you are also in agreement. Again, I will take full responsibility if we all crash and burn on the Steelers, but we're all liking this. And Pittsburgh now 5-4-1 as an underdog under Tomlin this year. They're 4-0-1 against the number of the last five games. It's a rematch game. Steelers still alive for the playoffs. More thoughts from you on why you like Pittsburgh as well with Kyle and me. I love that we're all in agreement on this play because – if the NFL season started in week 10, everybody would be saying, man, here, here goes the Steelers again. You know, the Steelers are figuring things out again. I mean, they've won five out of their last seven games. And in that last game where they lost against the Ravens, which was one of those losses the past seven weeks, Kenny Pickett was injured in the first quarter, right? So you had Mitch Trubisky coming out there, throwing picks, doing typical Mitch Trubisky things. And then the other loss was against the Bengals, where they hung with the Bengals for that entire game, scored 30 points there in Pittsburgh, uh, so, I mean, the Steelers, they're, they're doing it again. You know, they just, they stay motivated. I think they're going to play hard for Mike Tomlin. Love Kenny Pickett as a quarterback. I mean, you're seeing his growth every single week, kind of forcing some balls earlier in the season, not doing that as much now. And they are allowing only, man, I had this stat. Where's the stat? I'm going to, I'm going to do some live research here. Uh, Steelers are only allowing 15 points per game during that span of five yep. out of their last, uh, or in their last five games. Really, really limiting these defenses. And, and and what have the Ravens, you know, done recently, right? They beat Desmond Ritter, uh, you know, rookie quarterback in his second game. I'll last tell you week. what they've done is they've made Lamar Jackson's case to get 150 or 200 Absolute, million dollars. That's absolutely. what they've done, the Ravens. Absolutely. They haven't done anything. Absolutely, because you can obviously see a big difference in their offense. I mean, three points against the Browns, and they survived that game against the Steelers. But they're not impressing me at all lately. Very good defense from the Ravens for the most part. So agree with Kyle. Good under game here, but that always supports the underdog. I think the Steelers are going to win this game straight up, guys. They're, they're going to be very motivated in this one. And, 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 again, and listen, as someone who lives in the Baltimore area, I can tell you this is a very ferocious rivalry. Close no game indeed, plus three Steelers. And I love it. And again, Pittsburgh, I believe I saw this, cannot be eliminated yet if they win. If they win and get to eight wins, they are still alive going into week 18 and the 17th game of the season. So let's see what happens with that motivation. The game has been moved to Sunday night. 
all three of us on the Steelers, peeps. I don't know. It's not happened yet on Three Dog Thursday. We're all on board uh, here with Pittsburgh. We're either all going down or we're going to look fantastic here (laughs) with the Steelers coming up. Yeah, go ahead. Can I add something? Yeah, I was looking this up as Chris was talking. Uh, Tomlin as an underdog. This goes back to 2008. Tomlin is an underdog, 50, 27, and 3 against the spread. So uh, 65% against the spread. And then you. And 5, 5, 4, and 1 with three of them. I think he's 3 and 0 oh the last three times as an underdog this year. The trend is up and up and up for him as the doggy, Kyle. Yeah, absolutely. And against his division, 20 and 8 as an underdog. So uh, Tomlin is fantastic as an underdog. I think he'll have his team ready to play here. All right. So again, unanimous consent, as I like to say. And so that means we move along and recap what we have on Three Dog Thursday. Three rounds of it. You'll see it right here on the screen. The host is going for a college football playoff semifinal cover by Ohio State. Again, Kyle Hunter likes Washington in the Friday night Texas Bowl against the Texas Longhorns. The rest is the NFL, as you can see, including Kyle liking the Bengals on the Monday night game. Chris with a couple of road underdogs. Uh, don't get me started about the Buccaneers not winning and making the playoffs. <laughs> Farley, we need playoff checks in the Reeves household uh, here. Uh, but anyway, Chris is on the Panthers, and we all agree on the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we pretty much come to the end of Three Dog Thursday. A final thought. Chris Farley, a final thought before we're done and good. We'll have a much clearer NFL playoff picture after this weekend. We will know the two teams playing for the national title in college football after this weekend, by the way, as well. Chris, any final thought? Yeah, I mean, final thought is, you know, Mike Tomlin's underdog record uh, sounds a lot like Kyle Hunter's record in college football again this year. Just absolutely killing it. Kyle, I think this is, I've been on this uh, with BetUS now for two years. I don't think I've been on a show with you yet. So awesome to be on a show with you. He's one of my mentors. And uh, let's let's get it this week, guys. I love almost all of our underdog choices. I don't know if I like Ohio State as much, but that's, you know, <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. I'm not an Ohio State supporter, but we'll find good out. luck to you guys. All right. Thank you, Chris. Kyle, anything else before we're done and we're good? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun to be on here with you guys. Uh, Chris, it's been a while since we did a show together. Always fun. TJ, I'll see you on the College Hoop Show again. Always fun. And uh, let's, let's go enjoy these uh, great games this weekend. There's a lot of them. What a weekend. And again, a plug to catch Chris on the NBA coverage as well as the NFL coverage. Catch Kyle with Parker and Gary on all the college football picks and prognostication. It's a it's an onslaught of college football this weekend as well. And you can always find underdog love here on Three Dog Thursday. Boys, great job. Kevin, Alejandro, everybody at BetUS, great job. Again, make your picks below. Hit the like button on the way out. Make your picks below. Anybody that gets three of them correct, the first one that gets three of them correct, you get a chance to go into the BetUS.com merchandise store for Three Dog Thursday and pick out some merch. So make some picks down below. Guys, good luck with your underdogs, and we thank all of you for watching. Happy New Year from all of us here on Three Dog Thursday.